0: Good morning. Welcome to the NBA Morning Grind right here on Roto Grinders. Happy Friday, everyone. I am your host, Justin Carlucci, and I'm here with the Chief Will Priester. Will, how's your week going, my man? The season is, the regular season is just about over.
1: Man, it's going okay. Um, You know, I, I, I haven't been able to capitalize on my earnings as much as I wanted to throughout this, you know, two weeks of the bubble play and I mean, just been so close feels like almost every day, you know, listeners, you know, Justin pretty much sees my screenshots almost every night, 12, one o'clock, 11 o'clock. And, uh, you know, just getting so close every day and still profiting. That's, that's what's been, I think the most interesting every night I'm profiting in multi-entry, which is in my opinion, Justin, you can tell it's almost impossible to do, but I'm locking in guys like, like normal, and I'm just not getting there. And there's one guy every day that just uh, either goes off that I don't have or in last night's, you know, fiasco, I locked in uh, Aaron Holiday, and he puts up seven fantasy points. And if I just don't hit the lock button on him, I finish. I have five lineups in the top five easy. So, But guess what? I'm not going to complain about profit.
0: I'm not losing money, and and, and that's a beautiful thing. For sure any any profits, good profit, anybody'll tell you that, but definitely frustrating when you're so close I uh, on Wednesday, I also had Aaron Holiday came in second in the qualifier, but it was crazy. Wednesday was insane a lot of coaches pulled the plug after halftime on a lot of high- owned guys there were some injuries, and then of course Thursday I don't know about you or, or any of the listeners, but I was late swapping my, my you know what off after lock. All the news, just when you think it's over, you know, Lonzo Ball not expected to play real late. So, <laughs> I, this is, I could not imagine the days of no late swap. It would just not be possible, especially in the bubble league right now. So, things are, are crazy, and we have one more regular season day. We'll then, we're, then we're talking playing games over the weekend. It's about 10 o'clock on the East Coast here Thursday night, so we're not sure who's all in yet. Brooklyn and Portland are are still in. You listeners will know by the morning what's up. But we're here, man. The NBA, the NBA has made it through the regular season. Yeah,
1: and, and once again, kudos to Commissioner Silver, uh the Players Association there, uh, players Associ- association president Chris Paul. Uh, all the staff, everyone that worked together to make this thing happen. Uh, I I, I mean, I I think it's cool what they were able to do to try to ensure that they could complete a season this year. Um, And and just once again, man, my my hat goes off to those
0: guys. Where do you even start? Looks like a one thirty p.m. Eastern slate tomorrow, four games. Are we going to see any starters? Is this going to be – a day where you leave thousands of dollars on the table in your lineup builds. We have Absolutely. to do one thing, which, and then we'll get to there at the end. It's the last game, nine o'clock Houston, but Russell Westbrook's going to miss some time. He's totally out tomorrow, uh, tonight, Friday for you listeners, yes. but man, what, what's your thoughts looking at this thing?
1: Well, man, I
0: think here's how I
1: feel about this pod. Justin, that you can kind of maybe correct me if I'm, you know, if, if you want to take it in a different direction, but I think on this pod, almost every game is going to be the same, in my opinion. Uh, my intention is to not target any starters in any games. Uh, and, and I hope we don't get Malone, uh, but I don't I, I don't intend to play any starters. I'm going to be playing massive amounts of all the backups. Chris Boucher, I, you know, we're on the first game, Denver at Toronto. That's the first game. I'm going to have massive amounts of Chris Boucher, Mason Plumlee, Bo, Bo uh, you know, Jeremy Grant. And maybe I might not play as much Jeremy Grant because he's kind of more of a rotation piece. Uh, you, you know, Stanley Johnson, Matt Thomas, Terrence Davis. I'm going to have plenty of Terrence Davis on this slate. Uh, this is the slate where he may play 35 minutes. Uh you know, those are the guys I'm playing. I'm not playing any starters. They're getting X button. Uh, most of my lineups will probably have ten to fifteen thousand dollars on the table minimum. Uh, some may even have twenty, but th- that's the way I'm going to approach this entire slate. And I guess I kind of gave out who I'm looking at in this game, but it- it's all the backups. We've seen Chris Boucher pretty much go for forty plus um, two slates back to back. I think he's going to be pretty popular on FanDuel. You can only play with one center. So I'm going to have to kind of look at ownership, you know, as we progress and maybe see where I can leverage. But I'm telling you, uh, you know, Mason Plumlee, Bo Bo Boucher, all these backups, uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, these are the guys that I'm targeting all day long
0: from every team. And we'll just have to visit each team as we go. I don't see any reason for any of these teams to play any of their starters. At all, if, if a quarter, if at all, maybe, maybe we'll get Mike Malone. You know, maybe he'll just run Jamal Murray out there for 25. How would that make you feel?
1: <laughs> I'm still going to fade Jamal Murray. I mean, I think on this slate, you're going to get some strong backup play. You know, we haven't even gotten to the next game yet, which I think the next game is a prime candidate for guys to just kind of go off here last year of the season. But I, I'm going to be playing backups, guys. And I, I'm, you know, the, the guys that I've already shared are going to be prime time
0: targets this is where you can get creative you get people that get anxiety when they leave money on the table you got to leave some cash on the table in those lineup bills this could be the most interesting four game slate and I mean that in a not so good but good way if that makes sense I mean it's not going to be any fun and I'm just like how are we going to do a podcast for this thing but you got to get creative projections are going to be interesting to look at too yeah, you know, this is we lean on some Roto Grinder's premium tools. Our, our minutes projections are really good. Premium tools are worth every penny. It's a nice reference if you're someone who likes to look at them but you don't live and die by them, kind of like me. You know, I and, I and I tweak the projections and that's what's awesome about Roto Grinders. You can you can customize the minutes, you can customize the projections to what you think too, and the program takes account for it. But it's just a nice reference in case you're forgetting about someone. You're like, "Wow, why is this guy popping?" Huh, there has to be a reason. You know, do a little research. It's just a great tool to have. And you're going to need a lot of information. Uh, you know, follow those beat writers. We've been talking about it all week. All week. And, yeah, you name pretty much every person that's targetable in this game. I won't have any starters from it. No way. Chris Boucher's look good, too. He's confident. He looks like a different player since pre-COVID. He's con- he's hitting threes. He's confident. He's not fouling as much. Uh, he's he's not he's not nervous with the ball. Usage is up there. When he's on the court, he's getting his up. Well,
1: yeah, for sure. And I mean, uh, he's probably going to be. He- here's here's my hot take. Here's my hot take. Terrence Davis outscores Chris Boucher on this slate. Possible. That-, that that's my hot take for Toronto. Could be wrong. That's why we call it a hot take, but. If he doesn't outscore him, I think it'll be close. I think Terrence Davis may score thirty-five real points tomorrow on this spot against against the back. I, I'm I'm not kidding. Like I, this could be an elite Terrence Davis spot. Uh, Matt Thomas might chip in another twenty. Like this, I'm telling you, this this Toronto team. Uh it's gonna get real good real real fast.
0: You, it's you know, funny you hearing the words. It. This is an elite Terrence Davis spot. You know, you know we're at the end of the twenty twenty season when you're saying stuff like that. And you're right. And you mentioned PJ Dozier. I happen to like Dozier a lot because he is clearly the number three point guard in Denver. He's been playing around twenty minutes each game. Monte Morris is clearly out of him. And this is a guy who's gonna be able to showcase himself a little bit tomorrow for Denver and Uh, You know, you get 11 shots, six shots in 16 minutes, seven shots, 10 shots in 22. You know, this is a guy that can shoot the ball 15 times tomorrow for Denver. Don't sleep on P.J. Dozier.
1: I mean, look, you're talking about it. You're speaking my language now. This is going to be a primetime tournament spot for me. And let me tell you why. This this is the earliest game on the slate. We'll have all the news we need. Nothing should be hidden. Uh, And you can probably stack this game, Dozier, uh Terrence Davis, either Bobo Bo or Plumley or Boucher. Uh you can uh, Hollis Jefferson will probably for sure start. Uh, we know they're not going to play Surge. He's already questionable. I don't think OG is going to play. Maybe they play a little bit of Stanley Johnson. Uh, he played 10 minutes and eight minutes the last game. If they sit the starters he'll probably play. I, I don't think I'm going to be as interested. I don't even know how much they'll play Norman Powell in this spot because they need him for six man duty. Uh, just uh, this team just has a, a plethora of guys that will probably, and maybe they will play him a little bit, but I don't see any reason for them to run the stars in the ground. And I don't think they're going to do that.
0: No, I'm with you. And it's tough with those fringe rotation guys, guys that might crack a playoff rotation. If someone gets in foul trouble, cause you know, you know, you want to get the, the scrubs or the backup, the backup backups in. Right. But if you have a guy who's like the eighth man, it's it's tough to put your finger on sometimes. Looking at tomorrow, I'm looking at the second game here. I'm looking at a guy like Edmund Summer, who's a freak athlete. He played really well against um, Houston the other day, 24 minutes. But this is a guy who's not going to be in the top seven or eight spots on that healthy Pacers team when they're healthy. I mean, maybe he's eight. But this is a guy who likes to get up and down and get his shots up. Super athletic, 3,700. I'm just looking at the next game here, which is Miami and Indy. And, man, this could have had some playoff implications if the dominoes fell differently. But here we are, and the game is pretty much pointless. But I was just – I really – I'm on DraftKings here looking at prices, and I sorted the salaries from the bottom up for, like, the first time ever because I want to look at all the, all the mid-price guys first. But he's a guy that popped out to me at first glance right here. I mean, you're getting a first-glance look with me here. So I'm, I'm just saying exactly what my gut's telling me here. First look. Yeah, I mean, I'm
1: looking – you know, we're, if we're talking about paces, I mean, you got your cheap guys, you know, Leaf Sumner – Jakar Shams is probably going to get big run tomorrow. I, I don't see – they're not playing Turner. Goga's questionable. You know, McDermott had a good game. McConnell, Justin Holliday had a good game. I mean, you got you got a lot of these cheap guys that that should be going off. And I know you're handling DK. I'm going to try to handle FanDuel as usual. Um, you know, I, I think those are the primetime targets. I mean, Doug McDermott, he played – let's see here – 24 minutes in the last game. And now we're gonna have more guys sitting. This is probably going to be a thirty to thirty two minute spot, I think for Doug McDermott. maybe something similar for for Justin Holiday, who played twenty eight minutes uh you know you had um uh Edmund Sumner that's
0: who that's my man's right there yeah
1: he played twenty four minutes. This is probably a thirty to thirty five minute spot for him. I know that's you know a few more minutes because I don't see why they would play Aaron Holiday when right now he's pretty much their starting shooting guard or small forward or point guard, however they want to interchange him, uh, Brogdon, and Oladipo. So I, I almost don't think they're going to play a lot of Aaron Holiday. Uh, so, yeah, these fringe guys, man, I think those are the targets. That, that, these are the guys you have to play tomorrow and, and just kind of load up if, if you want to win a tournament.
0: Bottom line. Yeah, they played – Well, they went 10 deep last game. Goga Batadze saw some run. You know, Elise Johnson. uh, I don't know if you go there. And T.J. McConnell, you know, he's kind of that fringe guy. He's a hustle player. He's clearly behind Aaron Holiday on the depth chart. But, you know, the Pacers have been so dinged up with Brogdon's neck. T.J. Warren's got a little issue. Miles Turner's been questionable for how long now. Old Depot hasn't been him, mean, so he's playing, but he's probably not 100%. Uh, so McConnell's one of those fringe guys. And, man, he was really good the other day. Wrote him up as my favorite tournament player. And if I would have just ate the money and played him over Aaron Holiday in, uh, in my lineup that finished second, man. But uh, I pretty much had like 50 – I played four kind of optimalish teams. I had McConnell into and two and a Holiday and two, and just the way I put it together didn't work out. But, you know, McDermott you – know, but right now the, the Pacers are so – dinged up that it's it's. – I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do. But I do like summer in this game. Yeah. I mean, this is the
1: spot to take your shots. I mean, you want to win a tournament? Look, tomorrow – you want to win a tournament? You throw in some T.J. Leaf tomorrow at 2% ownership and just play him at 10% and see what happens. If he goes off for 40, you got a shot. You know, I mean, I I think these are the type of chances I'm going to be taking – Miami's already resting key players. I don't see any reason why Indiana and, and is going to go out there and, you know, run their starters into the ground in a meaningless game. You know, God forbid somebody caught a major injury in a, in a last game of the season right before the playoffs, uh, that coach would never hit the end of it from management.
0: What's your take on Miami? Spolster pulled the plug after half against Oklahoma City. And Tyler Hero pretty much ran the whole time. Where does he fit into? Is he going to get run tomorrow? I feel like he's a little too valuable to kind of play. But, I mean, he ran the whole second half against the Thunder. So, now I'm not really sure how I feel.
1: I think he's getting run. Because if you look at the season, they've been playing none, They've been playing Drogic. They've been playing Jimmy. And then here's the other thing. We have to remember they've got Mr. Playoffs himself, Andre Iguodala, in the building who's going to be a, you know, a fail safe for this team on, you know, in terms of offense, Jay Crowder's there. Uh, you know, they've got Derrick Jones Jr. There. Here's what I'm saying. I think they're going to let the young guy run, let him get up shots, let him go out and kind of play an easier game and, and, and continue to let his confidence rise and invest in him now. So that next season, he can really be a tremendous asset. Not that he wasn't this year already. Uh, so that, that's kind of how I feel about it. I think Myers Leonard gets a lot more run tomorrow on this slate. He's another guy I'm kind of looking at. You know, if he gets, you know, 30 minutes, we could get 40 out of Myers Leonard in this spot. Just, you know, just kind of looking at looking at some of these guys. So I may have a lot more guys in my player pool than usual. But uh, if I get any win that Tyler Hero is going to have some sort of a start, he's probably going to be my lock button at shooting guard on FanDuel. And I'll start rotating guys around him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love Tyler Hero running point, point hero. He is an underrated shot creator, underrated passer. He's aggressive. You now, if if we get some rumor, you know, some rumors or any hints that he's going to get some more burn, I, I like it. Uh, Kendrick Nunn looks like he'll be making an appearance tomorrow, and he's a guy who's been off for about a week or so. so they might want to play him a little bit, get him back into game shape. He hasn't played in about seven days. He missed three or four games or something like that, so – Definitely keep an eye on those two names. But, yeah, one common theme here is stay away from the starters. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's move on here to OKC and the Clippers. Darius Baisley, there's a guy who's probably going to get some run, up to 5,400 on DraftKings. I'm probably thinking about half the people that actually have the DraftKings app and play NBA might not have even known who he was three weeks ago. Uh, Here we are, and he's lighting it up, lighting it up, Uh, 5,400 for Baisley. You know, we're not likely not going to see run from those starters. So I'm looking at OKC here. and You got a a bunch of guys that are like 3,500 or less. Terrence Ferguson, uh, DeAndre Burton, Nader, Diallo. Everybody likes some Diallo. He's like 4,300. He can fill it up, though. Diallo's a guy who's probably not normally going to be in the playoff rotation, so I could see him getting some run, 4,300. Not a bad price if he plays 25, 30 minutes and uh, probably take double-digit shot attempts. What do you think about the Thunder first look with those cheap guys?
1: Yeah, same old, same old, man. Uh, the, the theme continues. Uh, one, of the, One of the things I'm excited about, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of the Thunder – ladies and gentlemen, we get Mike Muscala, who's, you know, not the best player in the world, but we get us, we get him at power forward, uh, so we don't have to clog up that center spot with another value guy, Uh, I think the play is Darius Baisley, though, 5,200 on FanDuel, don't care, he's probably going to be my uh, small forward lock button on FanDuel, Uh, you know, I don't want to give away all the secret sauce, but you guys know I don't care, like, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing, and if we all tie, we just all tie. But uh, Darius bailey's probably going to be a lock button for me on this slate. I just don't see how he doesn't have a similar performance. And by similar, I mean he doesn't have to go out and get, you know, 50 or 43. He could get 35, and that's perfect at that that price point. So I, you know, and especially when salary isn't going to be a thing, you're going to have ten to 15000 on the table in most lineups. Uh, Darius Baisley, for sure, uh, is a guy I'm going to have. Massive exposure to probably along with the field.
0: Is an International Joakim Noah Day Friday to kick off the weekend? Is Joakim Noah oh, going to get some run?
1: Listen, you're talking my language now with these Clippers. I, 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 I will have some Joakim Noah here. Uh, I, I think that's a, a prime time tournament play, and I don't think we'll have to, you know, play too much of him. I, I don't think he's going to come in like 15 percent on or something. I think. And hopefully I'm right. I think we can get 5% exposure and you know let the chips fall where they may. I don't think I don't think straight up he would outscore Boucher or Bull Bowl. Um, or maybe not even Mason Plumley if Mason Plumley got 30 minutes. But uh, you know, just in a vacuum, I want to get exposure to all these guys because we don't know who we don't know who's gonna get the 40-50 point game on paper. Obviously, we feel like it should be Boucher. Like we feel like if Boucher starts, that's your guy. But you know, any of these guys could get there, and you just want to get enough exposure to where, if they do, maybe you lap the field because you know somebody played Boucher and 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 uh, Joakim Noah decided to bring out a fifty spot. I don't think it's possible, but it, I think you have to try and get creative to try to take this down.
0: Yeah, and I think you're going to see lower final scores tomorrow. I know, I just I know it probably sounds obvious, but you know, the winning GPPs aren't going to be 350 on DK and 400 on FanDuel. You're probably going to be looking at a significant less total. So if you're kind of just you know guesstimating in your head when you're looking at your lineup on paper, on the screen, and you're looking at a target score, you're not gonna need 400 on FanDuel to, to take anything down tomorrow. Minutes are going to be split up. It's going to be weird. The brand of basketball isn't going to be as good because the talent's going to be much less on the floor, on, on, on every side, on every team. And, um, you know, we haven't had official word of a ton of guys sitting out. We've got word on on some of them. But uh, just from historical data, you're not, you know, we're not risking your, you know, your Kawhi Leonard out there for a significant amount of time. You're not going to roll Jokic out there. And Embiid's you know, not going to get out there for more than a quarter. He might not even get there at all. I don't even know if he's, if he's no out yet. Playing just, no way to play
1: Embiid tomorrow. It's not going to
0: happen. The Sixers are fun. We'll get, we'll get there. And uh, maybe we can go there. We can go there now. But I'm glad you brought up – we're backtracking real quick. I'm glad you said uh, Plumlee because I do like Plumley. He's a good points-per-minute guy. Yeah, he plays like 20 minutes a game. And he, he puts on when he's in there sometimes, man. He's a skilled passer, a good rebounder, and he cleans up around the hoop. So I, that Nuggets-Toronto game could have a lot more fantasy value with these reserves than, uh, than yes. maybe people are kind of perceiving.
1: Yes, for sure. I mean – and like I said, I just like it. We're going to have the news early in the day. We will know what's happening before this game starts. If no other game lets us know, we'll know what's happening in this game. Um, and You know, even if they say the starters are going to play a half, I'll still play Boucher. I'll still play uh, Terrence Davis. If they say they're going to start, like, you know, whew, it, it's going to be hard to pass on those guys.
0: Agreed. Those are guys who – you know, some decent usage guys. Boucher likes to get him up when he's in there. He's aggressive. And Terrence Davis likes to jack, too. So, uh, yeah, those are two two good Raptors to take a look at. The last game could be fun.
1: Well, hey, Ed, hold on one second. Let's 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 go back to the Clippers real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. Listen, let's go back to these Clippers because I, we were talking about Joaquin Noah. I don't want to leave out Reggie Jackson here. Like, Reggie Jackson is probably going off in this spot. He, I think they're going to play him. We already know Beverly isn't playing. We know Shaman isn't playing. He's probably going to be out there with the likes of Jermichael Green, mm-hmm. Terrence Mann, uh, Rodney Magruder. I mean, he may not pass the ball at all. Reggie Jackson may legitimately take 25 to 30 shots tomorrow. This, this, this could be a huge Reggie Jackson performance as well. I know, we, you know, we keep bringing these guys up, but – these are the guys we're going to have to play on this slate. I mean, I may need to leave 20000 on the table at these prices, and it could work. So I, I just wanted to put that out there because I don't think Paul George is playing. I don't think Kawhi is playing. I don't think they're going to play Zubat. Uh, maybe they play Marcus Morris, but I don't even see that. I think they've got enough depth where they play Patrick Patterson. You know, they play Jamaico. They play Jackson. They play Magruder. Uh, Terrace, man. I, I think that's the way this slate goes for, for the Clippers.
0: And I think it's worth remembering or just taking note of again that Montrez Harrell is still not uh, with you know, active, as far as I know. And Zubach has been so incredibly good. And if Harrell's not 100% going into the playoffs next week, Zubach becomes even more valuable, which means you're more inclined to roll out Joachim Noah a little longer, maybe a little Motley. So, yes. I mean, and Noah's a guy who can fill up the statue. He's like the king of, like, a a six seven and five line right like one of those ugly stat lines where he has more boards and dimes and points kind of thing yeah
1: for sure
0: that's definitely something to take into consideration uh yeah and i mean magruder's a guy who a year ago was it a year ago in miami he had a nice little role and he had some killer games magruder's a sneaky play on this clippers team will what you're shaking your head are you (laughs) with me on that one
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember those games in Miami where it's like he was putting up 30-plus for, for three or four games in a row. And then, of course, he remembered his name was Rodney Magruder, and he came back down to earth. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, th- these are the guys we're going to have to play. Uh, trying to read ownership on this slate I think is going to be really tough. So I think you take your stands. If you like somebody, you play them. If you don't, don't don't play them. You know, I, I, I think – and and that's how it is every day but i mean especially on this slate i think taking stands for me as usual anyway that that's going to be a key to victory
0: i agree i agree and and it's uh it's really good for Fandle. with with less position flexibility Ooh. you know you have the opportunity to to make that stand more meaningful i, I guess you know Either there's two spot- two positions two spots at every position is what I'm trying to say, except center. And FanDuel, you have 5 million, or DraftKings, you have 5 million different players who are multi-position eligible and you got a utility spot. So uh, definitely uh, makes things a little different when you're building. Well, man, yeah, Justin,
1: and let's talk about that because we got time because I mean we're probably going to be done in the next 10 minutes. We got one game left with and I know we want to talk about this one a little bit but in terms of tournament strategy man, you know, because I get a lot of questions sometimes and I've said this in the Discord chat and, and stuff like that, but you know, just to kind of give the listeners an idea, you know, and, and maybe I've said this on the pod before as well, but when I'm locking a guy in and when I'm going all in on a player, basically what I'm doing is I'm accepting the risk of not having as much exposure as the field to other players. So for instance, when I'm locking in, you know, John ja Morano or Damian Lillard, I'm fully aware that I can't get as much CP3 as maybe the field will get. I'm fully aware that, you know, when Kyrie Irving is healthy, maybe I don't get as much exposure to him. But I'm banking on the fact that my research has led me down a good path and that I'm right in, in overloading the player, you know, uh, going over the field on this player. And I'm willing to, to take that risk, you know. And 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 there's been nights like today, obviously, uh, a little bit different slate. And, and obviously today was probably the most smart play, but I faded Luka Doncic, obviously. Um to to go overweight on some other guys last night I locked in Kawhi Leonard and Tobias Harris, you know, and I don't just lock guys just to do it. I look at the player pool, look at, you know, the expected points. There are other factors that go into why I hit the lock button, but the concept is that, you know, if you get your core together, sometimes I lock three guys, sometimes four. Uh, If it's a late slate, I might lock five guys, you know, it's all about the different strategies, but you know, when you lock guys, if the core hits and you've got the right pieces around that core, you can be underweight on a few guys and still hit hit and make it to the top. And so that's why at the end of the night sometimes when you look at a guy or you look at guys and they're in first, third, 10th, 20th, 50th, you're like, God, how did they get so many lineups? They had a really good core. They made some good decisions. And the pieces around that core perform well enough to elevate them to the top. So that's kind of the concept when, when, I'm, when I'm playing multi-entry. Um, you know, we've got another great player, Squirrel Patrol. Squirrel Patrol doesn't play the same way that I do. He doesn't lock guys in. You know, Squirrel, and I think Squirrel said, you know, probably about the most he goes maybe about eighty percent, sometimes ninety, depending on the player. But you know, we've got different strategies, but the concept
0: of it all is still the same. Nobody's wrong, and and really nobody's right. It's a very, it's just people have different styles. DFS players are comfortable doing different things. I think it's site-dependent as well. It's easy. For me, I'm more prone to lock somebody on FanDuel than DraftKings just with the way it's set up. Yes,
1: yes, yes. And, and I
0: play my GPPs accordingly. And and honestly, I, I don't consider myself – well, some people will play only like a lesser buy-in and um, they'll maybe max it out or something like that. FanDuel offers more of those types of contests than DraftKings does. DraftKings has like the $4, 20 max pretty much every night. But you go over FanDuel, you can have a $150 max, uh, you know, $3, and, and that might be up people's alley. Or, but on DK, DK offers more higher stakes, like kind of three-entry uh, max, single-entry stuff. So, yeah. you know, if depending on what the slate looks like for me, it's kind of like how many entries I want to put in. On these three- and four-game slates – I could be 99% right. I could hit eight out of nine guys in my lineup and not cash at all because ownership is inflated because everyone is forced to pick a smaller player pool. So I'm more inclined to multi-enter and maybe play cheaper buy-ins on Fanduel. If we're not talking seven, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, thirteen 11, 12, 13 game slate, I can play some single entry because I know there's more no oh, critical yeah. decisions and everybody generally will be uh, under, uh, not highly owned. So Yes, yes. A lot of factors into deciding what not only what contest types to play, but kind of what site you want to play on. And Will, I know you're a fans, old guy. If you get over to DraftKings and punch in promo code Grind over there, man, the season's winding down, but there's still an opportunity to win millions of dollars. There's even a huge MMA tournament this Saturday with two hundred thousand dollars to first place. Will have you ever heard of this DraftKings before? What is this DraftKings you speak of? DraftKings offers so much. Seriously, go over there, check out promo code GRIND. The World Fantasy Basketball Championship is coming up for DraftKings. They're going to have a lot of coverage of it. I'm fortunate enough to have one of the entries. I know uh, Squirrel Patrol, and uh, I think Christy Mesker's in it, and I think someone else is in it from RG, and I can't think of it, but it should be a fun week. Get over there to DraftKings. Download the app. They're on Apple and Android. Promo code GRIND, G-R-I-N-D. The game never stops on DK. The regular season's winding down, but there's MMA, there's soccer, NFL's coming up, MLB's in full swing, NASCAR, golf, there's so much going on on DK, and Roto has got you covered, too. We're here. We, we're, we're busy, man.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm happy to be busy, man. Uh, it's just so exciting.
0: It is. It is. I'm, I was like trying to look up Rodney McGruder numbers while you were talking, too, because Um, He got some pretty decent playing time with the Heat less than two calendar years ago, and he was kind of scoring double, playing between 25 and 35 minutes, scoring double figures when he saw some runs. So it's been a while since McGruder's been able to get his shots up whenever he wanted to because he's playing with Paul George and Kawhi and Lou Williams now. And, oh, here comes Reggie Jackson. He likes to shoot too. So maybe Rodney McGruder wants to scratch the itch and – and let go of a couple three bombs on Friday. That, that's interesting. Well,
1: well, tomorrow he's going to be playing with Reggie George Leonard,
0: so he still may not get the ball. Oh, okay, but how much is George <laughs> and Leonard going to play? No, no, no. Reggie George Leonard. I'm talking about oh. Reggie Jackson. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, he may not get to. What's the over under on Reggie Jackson shot attempts?
1: Uh, give me give me this. If he starts and all the starters are out. Give me over 20 shots. for on Reggie Man. Jackson. Over
0: 20 shots. Bold. I like it. Well, if you're telling me he's shooting over 20 times, I'm, I'm going to be playing some Reggie Jackson. I'm in, Chief. The,
1: the caveat is as long as the guys don't play for a half. If he's playing all the way through the game, I'm, I'm taking the over on 20 shots for Reggie Jackson.
0: Hopefully I've we just get seen some him answers. do this
1: enough in OKC and Detroit to know he's not giving the ball up off pick and roll. He's shooting everything tomorrow.
0: Uh, There's one point in time where he thought he was better than Russell Westbrook too. Remember those days?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I do.
0: (laughs) That, uh, that was not a debate. Okay. Guy's confident. I'll give him that, you know, for DFS purposes, he likes to get him up. So he, he's he's worth a look for sure. Speaking of point guards, maybe like polar opposite of Reggie Jackson, but still scoring fantasy. How about a little Howell Neto?
1: Yeah, I, I don't mind Mr. Neto. Uh, He's been playing really well. Looks like we've moved on to a game that I think, in my opinion, this is the game where the most critical decision has to take place, and we'll get to that. But, you know, Mr. Neto has been playing well. I think I think he gets to run tomorrow. I think this is a 30- 30 to 35-minute spot easily. I think we get him in our lineups, folks. Please don't leave on Mr. Neto. I know for sure he's playing big minutes tomorrow, uh Guaranteed. Uh, Alec Burks was out. I'm not sure if they're going to play him, but he will be back uh, this game. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to play Josh Richardson. I don't I don't know why they would play Josh Richardson. I don't know why they would play Tobias or Al Horford. If they do, I'm assuming it's just a half uh, or less. So I'm, I'm full steam ahead with these guys. And I hope they sit in bead so we can get, you know, Kyle Boban Marjanovic and, uh, and and get him in the game and see if he can hit that triple double that we all missed out on two days ago.
0: Tell me how. Tell me how Kylo Quinn drops a damn near triple double against Phoenix, then against the Raptors, Embiid gets hurt and he doesn't even play at all. So, are we going to get this mystery man, Kyle Quinn, on Friday? Yeah. I, I hope so. Uh,
1: he'll he'll just have to be in my pool. I, I definitely – I trust him as long as Embiid is out and Horford. Like, if Embiid and Horford are out, I, which I, I expect them to be out or play very limited minutes, um, I, I will have a, some sprinkles of O'Quinn, in addition to all my other favorite center plays on FanDuel, where I will have to try to chop this up but still be over the field. So uh, I'm not exactly sure who's getting the X button yet. Uh, somebody's going to have to because I can't play Boucher, O'Quinn, Plumlee, Bobo. I I can't play – maybe I can, but I don't feel like I can play them all because I feel like I'd be losing upside on ownership.
0: Cork under 4K. Here's a guy who's pretty volatile, but when he starts raining three – I mean, he has no red light either. Cork will get him up. Glenn Robinson also didn't play last game. I'm curious to see if he'll be active. If Norville Pell could stay on the court, 6,019 minutes last game. He he reminds me of Orleans Noel, same type of player that they had six or seven years ago. Blocks shots, cleans up at the rim, but the guy just can't play defense. He just he just can't stay on the court. But yeah, whether or not Kylo Quinn is active is definitely interesting because you know they're in the nine o'clock game too, and we obviously know what his ceiling is. On this on this slate, if Kylo Quinn plays, he has a chance to be the highest scorer tomorrow. That sounds crazy, but if he plays, he does have a shot.
1: Yeah, he really does. And, I mean, here's what I'm trying to figure out.
0: I'm moving over to Houston.
1: We tried to deliberate this before the show. We haven't been able to get a pulse on it. Here's my thoughts now that I've reflected that we've kind of gone through this slate. You ready for this, Justin?
0: I'm ready. I'm with you.
1: I don't see any reason why James Harden needs to play tomorrow. And James Harden loves to play basketball, which is why I'm so afraid. I don't want to fade James Harden, but, man, I I may have to. I still don't think he plays more than a half. Russell Westbrook is already out. Could you imagine if James Harden went down in the first quarter and just destroyed this team's playoff hopes? I think the, it's in the best interest of the whole Houston Rockets organization for James Harden to not play in a meaningless game with, you know, a, a, how many days we have before the playoffs? About a week, maybe. Let's just say a week before the playoffs, something like that.
0: I, I don't think it's worth it for them week, to play. Playoffs start on Monday, man. Yeah, okay, oh, like a work week.
1: week. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so yeah. I, so I, I don't, I don't think he's not going to be in any type of rhythm. I just, I don't see it, man. If he got hurt in this game, and their playoff, and their playoff lineup had to consist of Eric Gordon. Austin Rivers, Ben McLemore, Daniel House, and P.J. Tucker. Um,
0: D'Antoni may not be there next year. I I don't see how they plan. I don't even know. Everybody is kind of so valuable to that team. Now that Russell Westbrook is, is not going to be playing immediately in the playoffs, you know, these role players are so important. So <sighs> McLemore is important. House is, has been dinged, dinged up, and he's important. Rivers is important. PJ Tucker and Jeff Green are the only two "quote unquote" centers. Eric Gordon is coming off of an injury. Who does that leave you with? It leaves you with the Mark Chris Carroll. Clemens Day. Chris Clemens Day. Oh, that's always a good day. Luke Mbamute. No thanks. Oh man. Wow, oh, I hate oh, that. that guy. Oh man, he has a usage rate of like seven. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It, it's terrible. But what I'm saying is
1: if they want to get guys out there and give them run, uh, and Covington, Iron Man Covington just keeps playing games. Dude, he said, I'm not sitting out any games. Him and Harden, just running the floor together. Uh, old man Tyson Chandler, is he going to get in the game? Uh, who knows? But I I, uh, I don't see any reason for them to play James Harden here. That, that, that's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, you know, I, I think they'd be Perfectly fine, probably thinking about playing Austin Rivers more than James Harden. Uh Michael Fraser probably gets some minutes. He he got a few minutes as well. I mean, I think they could piece a team together and let these guys roll out there. Uh you know, Bruno caboclo um, he could get some minutes. Like, they could piece a team together uh to get to to just get this game on the books. I I, I don't think Harden plays.
0: I like the Chris Clemens call. He's had his fantasy relevant days over the past year or so. Every every now and then, this is a situation where, you know, look at the point guards on that team. Russell Westbrook's hurt. Austin Rivers becomes even more valuable, worried about his minutes. Even at the shooting guard position, Eric Gordon's coming off injury. The process of elimination, Chris Clemens is just there. Not, and I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't say these guys aren't important basketball players, but in terms of depth, and that's just the way it is. They might not make that rotation, you know what I'm saying? So Chris Clemens is kind of right where he needs to be to be relevant on Friday's slate. Yeah, for sure.
1: And I listen, last game of the night, we're not going to get the news. If you, can spe- if you can speculate the 9 o'clock game correctly – this could be a money-making spot for you. I don't like as many of the pieces as I do like the first two games, maybe. But you know, imagine if Calo Quinn scored fifty, and you know Boucher scored like thirty-five this this game. Uh, that could be a huge difference maker if you were able to speculate correctly. So uh, I'm I'm, ex- I'm actually excited about this slate. I think I think this fits. You know what we want to do in terms of. Tournament thinking and, and getting a little bit different or getting a little bit overweight, you know, in certain spots. So I, I, I'm excited for this scrub all scrubs lineup build uh, on August 14th.
0: Who's the bubble MVP, Will?
1: Uh, this, this one may be controversial only because I think I'm going to check the score. I, I think Portland's going to win this game. Haven't looked at it yet. Uh, yeah, they're up 84, 76 in the third. I wish Mello and Dane could really get going, but I don't I don't think I, I didn't play anybody from, from Brooklyn. I really want to give this to Devin Booker. I, I really do. Uh TJ Warren was starting out as the, the bubble MVP, obviously. Um and then he kind of faltered because of injury. Not not his fault. And I really want to give it to Devin Booker because of the consistency, but I just don't think we can ignore what Dame has done, you know, over the past few weeks to just try to will his team to get into the playoffs. Uh, you know, if they win tonight, they're in. Period. So I are in the playoff play-in game. So I, um, I think at this moment, man, it's, it's the hype is real. I think it's got to be Damian Lillard, and I really want it to be Devin Booker because he's played so well.
0: No, I'm, I I agree. They're they're my one and two, and that that's a, maybe more like a one A and a one B. They've both been brilliant. They've yeah. been fun to watch, man. Um,
1: man, this yeah. this, is, this is one of the – so here's how I feel about this. This is one of those moments where I wish the Brooklyn Nets just could not get in the playoffs, and it's nothing against Brooklyn, but come on, man. Having the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs, I think, this year would be a lot more fun than having the Brooklyn Nets in there. You know, I, I just I just think that's just the truth. Um so you know, I, I think this could have been a year where maybe the NBA could have experimented with more of a 16 team general playoff rather than a West and East just to try just, just take the best. 16 teams or something like that. And obviously if they did that, then maybe maybe Phoenix doesn't get in because, you know, they were kind of right there on the bubble trying to get in anyway. But I think this is a prime time opportunity, you know, maybe Justin for the NBA to kind of look at this and say, hey, we might be on to something with this format. You know, COVID has taken a lot away from us, but it's also given us things back too. And this bubble environment, could you imagine if they held something like this every year at the end of the season uh, or, or had, or had little bubbles all over the place, maybe they say, okay, you know, you guys play here you and the fans actually got to come and see teams play at three, four, you know, you buy one ticket, you get in almost like the NCAA tournament. How exciting would that be for fans to just come and be on, be on the premises with the players? I just, I I think that would be something, man. Anyway, I I know this is a a DFS show, but we only had four games today, and, you know, we we decided to have a little
0: fun. No, I think the possibilities are endless, and, you know, everybody kind of has to Mm -hmm. expect the unexpected, and everything is kind of trial and error. Everybody's learning as they go through the process, and, uh, you know, the NBA would have been – people have been kind of begging for – not begging, but – a lot of people are suggesting to have kind of like a top-16 straight-through playoff format. And maybe even like in the NFL because people are sick of the division winners not being very good kind of thing. You oh, know? gosh. But Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. At least we see like a play-in-game tournament type of thing. I mean, at least it's a baby step in the right direction. That'll be well, fun this weekend. Uh, the let- playoff playoffs will not all be set until – I guess, maybe Saturday night or Sunday night, depending on who's in the playing game. So we won't know all yeah. the details, but we're pretty close. Yeah, pretty and then close. last thing,
1: last thing. So I was really shocked that the Nets are, are playing their starters actual minutes. They're still playing into the third quarter, and it looks like now they're on their way to playing the real game. Maybe, just maybe, Justin, the Nets are saying, you know what? We're not laying down to let you guys in. We're going to play spoiler. We're going to, you're going to have to earn this win to get into the playoffs. But you're not just going to come in here and roll over us and we're just going to play our bench, guys, and let you beat us by 40. What a world it would be if Portland lost this game tonight and Phoenix and Memphis have to play in this playing game. I think this would rock the core of the NBA playoff. This is what it's all about, people. Right here. I mean, if if the Nets win this game, I'd be shocked. But, man, would that not be a dagger to the Portland Trailblazers season, getting Nurkic back oh,
0: And Phoenix and Memphis got into playing this playoff. Unbelievable. Booker versus Ja, I'd pay to see that. Unbelievable. I, I'm just looking at I – know, I know we're behind for the listeners, but Nurkic and Anthony, and I played both of them, have played 38 minutes and committed eight total fouls. So, they're yes. going to have to backpack this team and – you know, he's going to be – he could go from in 48 hours being on top of the NBA world to how are you going to lose to the Nets and not take your team into the playoffs? And, boy, I, I'm i curious if if that outcome happens and the Nets squeak out a win here against Portland, I will grab my popcorn and check out my Twitter feed tomorrow morning.
1: <laughs> yes, it will get ugly real fast. However, I would be – Incredibly happy for Devin Booker and John Morant to get a shot to go into the playoffs, and I, I think Portland's the better team. I don't think Brooklyn's better than Portland, but if they lose this game tonight, ooh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. All
0: right, well, what's the GPP food of the day? You got anything for me?
1: Oh man, see, and we didn't even talk about this. We didn't even, we didn't even talk about the GPP food of the day. Listen, we t- we've talked about pizza. We've talked about uh, barbecue. We've talked about wings. We've talked about Italian. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to talk about something that comes across everyone's kitchen, especially their mom's kitchen. Let's talk about some mac and cheese. Everybody loves mac and cheese. Most people love mac and cheese. So many ways that you can create mac and cheese. You go to restaurants. And they're getting fancy, and they're putting bacon mac and cheese, and you know I've seen you know uh, like mac and cheese with with you know grilled chicken. I've seen so many things, but listen, man, nothing beats your moms or your grandmothers mac and cheese coming out of that stove. Cheese is bubbling up. I know some people eat crock pot mac and cheese.
0: You just can't beat a good helping of mac and cheese, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, dude, well. I'm starving, and Woo! <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go get some mac and cheese at quarter to 11 in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, but how about how about the evolution of mac and cheese? We went oh, from man. mac and cheese to buffalo chicken mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we went to mac and cheese bites. I mean, we're in 2020. Oh, stop it. We're in 2020. Man. People are putting Woo. mac and cheese inside of other things, and it's really good. How far mac and cheese has come, and it, there's no wrong way to eat it.
1: Yeah, man, mac and cheese,
0: GPP food of the day, people, go out and get yourself. I have a friend who who swears by Wawa mac and cheese. Wawa's a big thing up here in the Northeast. You guys got Wawa down there in Charleston? Nah, nah I'm shocked we don't. But now nah, I haven't I haven't heard of it. It's just like it's like a sheets. It's like a it's like a you know gas station, but inside it's a they have it's like they make. Subs inside, you know, made to order stuff, kind of thing, yeah. you know. But uh I can't vouch for that, but I might have to go take a ride tomorrow for lunch and while while I'm putting in this lineup with sixty four hundred left on the table and grabbing me some <laughs> mac and cheese. Yes, sir. Go get you some. Oh man. Well, this is the last NBA morning grind of the regular season and it's only been a short time for me, but, Will, I thank you, man. It's been a pleasure to work with you in the regular season. The last two weeks have been chaos with all the news and everything, and I'm looking forward to some of these playoff slates, and uh, hopefully we get a chance to break them down together. Yeah, man, I think we will. And listen, listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, g-
1: get your single game uh, strategy up now. I will be in the DFS streets. When the playoffs come, take no prisoners. Single game is my thing rotations are more predictable it fits the gpp mind let's go out and have
0: some fun folks for everybody back at the rg team and the chief will priester i'm justin carlucci good luck have a great weekend